0: Underdog Sports MLB Show. Here are your hosts, the luckiest men on the face of the earth, Chase Fedorski and Bryce Holden. Welcome to episode 205 of the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. Cross Country Edition. I'm recording this from the Hotel Ziggy Rock and Roll Hotel here on the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles. Is it a rock and roll hotel or is that
1: just like a... No,
0: it is a rock and roll themed hotel, actually. Like the Ziggy's, like Ziggy Starbucks. Dude, I walked in last night. There was a full concert going on. What concert? I have Man. no idea. I was like, this is too loud. I have to dig for my earplugs or get to my room. And yeah, I'm 26 going on 70. But anyway, with Bryce Holden, my name is Chase Podorski. Uh, spring training's underway. That's cool. WBC is coming up this week. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Um, Not a ton in baseball this week. So we're going to be talking about a song from a country artist in a little bit that relates to baseball. Do a deep dive on what constitutes a dynasty. We are going to talk about to start the show, uh, which is kind of a preview for the year in itself. Something I did when I was really bored on my uh, 7.50 a.m. flight this weekend. And we'll do our usual banter in between. But first, I want to ask you this. As you know, New York and Los Angeles, you did the trip recently. Not close.
1: Um, yep. Not breaking any news there.
0: So if you want to see somebody, you got to make a conscious effort to make a plan with them. Yes? Correct. I'm not trying to trick you here. This, this is going somewhere.
1: I know. I do this damn podcast on my work computer, and I sent out an email late. So, I ch- my boss is like, you don't have to work this late. And I'm like, trust me, I didn't work that late. She's like, just so you're, I want to be crystal clear. You don't have to work that late. All right.
0: Then I'll, then I'll, then I'll wrap up my point and my question quickly. What are on the odds that, uh, what are the PavadaSportsbook.com odds that on the night I'm getting dinner with our friend Mike, Mike, who's been on the show before he did the bad news bear, way back in the pandemic, that at lunch today, I would run into his wife. It's Zoe, right? It's Zoe. That's a much more of like a New York City run-in that I
1: think that you would get than an L.A. run-in. I mean, if we're talking about random random run-ins, I uh, I don't, I got a, a podcast to get through. I can't talk random run-ins. But that's a nice run-in, especially since okay. you're playing with your husband. She just goes to me, oh, you're seeing my husband tonight. I said, "They're yes, great together." If that it's- was her comment, they're
0: unbelievable. They are a match made in heaven. I said, yes, I am. It's just a matter of when he's going to show up. As long as he doesn't overshoot the restaurant, he should be on that. As long as he also doesn't have to go down the hill. Um, all right. So I just talked about me being bored on a flight. Which I shouldn't have been that bored to be 100% honest because I had Wi-Fi and I had JetBlue. So I had television and I had internet. But at the same time, it was weird though because I wanted to watch college hoops and they didn't have the major network. So they didn't have CBS, NBC. Fox. So that was kind of limited. Instead, I had to watch an Ohio State-Michigan game. So I was looking up stuff to talk about on this week's podcast, and it got me wondering if we were to take the best starting lineups from every division in baseball, what division would have the best team? So I have my notes, and we'll go division by division here. I'll go position by position, um, and first we'll see if we're in agreement on the players, um, and then we'll do some dialogue on who we think would win. The question is lineup, right? Not including pitching. I have a starting five and one relief pitcher for every division. So let's start in the American I, League.
1: I gave you I, when I when I texted you my answer. I was not taking pitchers into. Uh... That's okay. Well, we can go through it now, and you can change your answer. Okay, I'm not going right. to change my answer,
0: but, but right. it would be wrong.
1: Actually, American, maybe not.
0: American League East. Just you. You chime in if you have any problems with any of the positions. Catcher
1: Adley. Yeah.
0: Wow. First base, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Yep. Second base toss-up between Glaber Torres and Brandon Lowe. I went Glaber. Call me a homer. I went with Glaber. I mean Glaber has an
1: upside, but the war community is not going to be happy with
0: it. Best ability is availability. Brandon Lowe didn't play much last year.
1: Short stop. Second best ability is not striking out all the time.
0: Brandon Lowe does that even more than Glaber, though. Um so there they know no he- better. What about a
1: healthy Trevor Story?
0: Uh, what about him? <laughs> I guess I should preface with, yes, this is assuming of everybody's healthy. I don't know. Trevor Story was meh last year. Let's get a Yankee on the team. Uh, I'm short.
1: I'm going to – that's fine. Second base, not the strong suit for the Haley's.
0: Short stop, I went Bo Bichette over Wander.
1: For now, yeah, but I could see that changing pretty early.
0: Third base, Devers. Yep. Outfield, and again, this is just three outfielders. Judge, Springer, Randy, and Rosarina Good parody in the AL East, honestly.
1: That's, yeah, that sounds right.
0: DH Giancarlo. Yeah, I love Giancarlo. Starting pitchers, I'm going to preface with my two honorable mentions were Gausman and Nestor Cortez.
1: Um, so we're not even counting Chris Alton?
0: No. I, I know I said if healthy, but he hasn't been healthy in years. So I, I went Rodon and Garrett. Mm-hmm. And starting starting five, no
1: order. Uh, McClanahan and Glasnow. You're like really all over the map on the healthy. Thing. And Manoa. Yeah, that sounds right. If everyone. Like, healthy now. The Glasnow health thing's fine. Manoa after one season. I mean, Gausman's had back-to-back really good years.
0: Yeah, it, that one was the tough omission for me. I wrote in parentheses, Gausman, question mark.
1: I would probably put if what depending on how we use we view health, which is going to be arbitrary. Gaussman for Glass, and that's the only spot I All
0: right. And then relief pitcher, I went Clay Holmes. Boston's bullpen. Garrett, I probably should have gone Garrett Whitlock in hindsight.
1: That's really weak, man. He scares the shit out of me.
0: Garrett Whitlock or and again, remember I did this on the plane at nine in the morning. Garrett Whitlock or pick a raised reliever out of a hat.
1: I would probably pick a raise reliever out of hat.
0: Done. All right. So that's the AL East. Um, AL Central. This is the team that if we were to do win and loss totals, um, I would think pretty overwhelmingly would have the lowest Bovada win-loss total. This is
1: the team I texted you back is the worst.
0: Yeah. So catcher, Salvi. God. Yeah, yep. For, I mean, dude, first base, you're going to say God. It's Josh Naylor. Detroit, Detroit would be Miggy or bad Spencer Torkelson. Kansas City is Vinny. I can't even say his last name. Or I would
1: probably put what's his, I just go. I would honestly just do Miggy for name. Oh,
0: yeah. It's Naylor, yeah, Naylor and Andrew Vaughn based on ability. Second base, I went with Andre Jimenez. Good for him. Um, shortstop,
1: I didn't go Correa. Interesting. Where'd Tim you Anderson. Go? Tim Anderson's
0: more valuable than Graham. Yeah. Um, third, Jose. That's a good one.
1: It's the best player on the team.
0: Outfield, I want Buxton, Luis, Robert, and Stephen Kwan with Eloy DHing. So that way Eloy can't, you know, have a freak injury trying to go for a ball. That sounds right. The problem is even like, again, it would be one thing if this team, like the AL Central vibe, and you look at Cleveland in the playoffs last year, their prime example is put the ball in play and run. But their pitching isn't even that good. I went Bieber- Cease, Lance Lynn, McKenzie, Sonny Gray with Giolito on the outs.
1: Based off last year, that's right. But if I was starting a team, I'm taking the upside of Giolito over the steady Sonny Gray. And maybe Pablo Lopez too under that, you know, same heading. And closer, they got
0: a good closer Emmanuel class. I'm sure they have a good bullpen because they don't have a good anything else. AL West. Um, This is the one I had the most... Okay, which guy do we think would make it? Um, catcher, I have Cal Rally for the Mariners. Big ass, hit some big home runs.
1: Yeah, I think you get, I think you get good representation from four of the five teams here.
0: Um, first base, the I think the answer is Jose Abreu. I went Nate Lowe, though. I'd go Jose Abreu. All right, so we'll go Abreu slash Uh Second base, I know Marcus Simeon had a really good second half last year. Two years but, ago. But Jose Altuve had a really good year, so I went with Altuve. It's
1: funny. I was, when I was thinking of this team, I I had Simeon in my head.
0: Shortstop, kind of the same thing. Jeremy Pena had an all-time playoffs. Corey Seager kind of lived up to his contract, though. He hit 34 home runs.
1: Yeah, I had a Rangers middle of the infield.
0: And in a post-shift world, I think Seager is going to be even better this year. And Simeon may start hotter. That's, I can't start any worse. Um, Outfield. The outfield is outstanding. Um trout, Kyle Tucker, and Julio. And Otani DHing? No, I do not have DH Otani actually. And I just sure. changed that. Who's DH? How are you not gonna have Jordan Alvarez on the team? Otani is still in the starting rotation and could come off the bench and hit. I, I I think Tucker's to the bench. Or do we cheat and move Jordan to first?
1: Starting to think uh, the Astros are going to be really good this year. Yeah, the Astros might be good. like right, what's the rotation looking like?
0: So honorable mentions were Nate Evaldi and Robbie Ray. I have the Grom, Fromber, Shohei, Luis Castillo, Christian Javier, Ryan Presley closing.
1: Yeah, this is the team I text you the best.
0: To me, the overwhelming Bavada favorites in the American League, based on these teams, would be the AL West. Yeah. Every other team, there's like a so-so player at every position. This is all star at every single position.
1: Yeah, this is their second team is better than the AL Central.
0: All that said, though, we're gonna to move to the National League now. You could say the same thing about the NL East. Yeah, probably. I, J- actual- I got I got JT at catcher. Mm-hmm. I got Pete at first. Pete the polar bear. Yeah. I- yeah.
1: But- I
0: got. McNeil over Ozzie Albies, a little bit of recency bias. I think, by the, yeah, I think by the end of the year that cha- changes, but McNeil's the batting champ. Maybe at the start of the year. Short, I originally had Francisco Lindor, and I said, it's not, it's Trey Turner.
1: It is Trey Turner.
0: Third, Austin Riley.
1: It is Austin Riley.
0: Outfield, I have Acuna and Harper. Um, and then when it came down to Michael Harris or Brandon Nemo, Nemo's just done it a little bit longer.
1: Trying to think, if there's anyone else, Schwarber DHing. Yeah, I was gonna say. See, this is why you got to lead a- AL West right now. The NL, the AL West, which we're are having a hard time cutting people in the outfield. The NL, the NL East, I was oh great, we can have, we can even slide Harper over to DH. You could, yeah. you could,
0: you could also throw Starling Marte there in the outfield. Maybe. I also wouldn't be shocked if Castellanos
1: makes it by the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I mean, we said that a couple weeks ago. I think he bounced back big in year two. This is the team I'd probably say if I could take one pitching rotation, I'm taking this one. Okay. As great as that AL West one was, you give me Verlander, Max, Sandy, Freed, and one of Wheeler and Nola, take your pick.
1: There's weird things with Freed, mainly that his team
0: doesn't like him. Do That's you want fine. Be- He's on the NL East All-Star team now, not the Atlanta Braves. We're going to pay him properly. And um, by yeah. we, I mean, Steve Cohen is the owner
1: of the NLEs team. And Dombrowski running the show up there. Dombrowski with Steve Cohen money. Anything could happen. Yeah.
0: NL Central rivals the AL Central for the worst of the team. I, honestly, I might think the AL Central is better than the NL Central.
1: I, I honestly, I responded to your text taking a bathroom break from a Nando's and, uh, I was thinking the NL Central is bad, but the NL Central at least has those Cardinals in the corners.
0: So you got Wilson Contreras, all-star catcher and fellow Cardinal. You got Goldschmidt and Arnano at the corners. Middle infield, I went with the Cubs infield. Nico Horner at second, Dansby at short. Yeah, like that. Outfield, the outfield's rough. Brian Reynolds, Ian Happ, Christian Yelich. Is there anyone? Be, I'm, the Brian, I'm like, I'm number one, Brian Reynolds. It's like Tyler O'Neal, maybe, but like he was kind of like a flash in the pan. Um, C.S. Suzuki was like okay last year. I mean, the DH, it was like the DH is Willie Adamas.
1: Can we not put Votto at DH? Yeah,
0: Clubhouse. Well, Votto's managing the team. Yeah, good, good, good. Starting rotation, though, I mean, again, it's top heavy. It would be, I think, Burns, Woodruff, a healthy Flaherty, Stroman, and then Miles Mikolas or Freddie Peralta. I I
1: like that more than the AL Central. Devin Williams closing. So another lockdown closer. I like them more. Yeah, they're better than the AL Central. It's basically uh, the Cardinals better than the AL Central All-Star team.
0: So now the question is who would you take, NL East or NL West? Here's the NL West team. Also pretty much an All-Star team. Get my wife's Matt name out of your mouth. Will Smith at catcher. Freddie, Freddie at first
1: Mm
0: could tell Marte at second. Okay. Bogarts, Manny Padres left side of the infield. Yep. Mookie Soto. And I want Chris Bryant in the outfield.
1: Did you put Chris Bryant on the outfield for any reason other than you had to get a Rocky on the team? No, I just like going through the rest of the outfielders. I was like, I guess it's
0: who Tatis. Oh, Christ almighty. I forgot about Fernando Tatis. So we're going to go Tatis in the outfield then. And uh, I got Christian Walker DH and guy at 39 homers last year. Does it have to be a DH or can we put Chris Bryant at DH? I think I'd want Walker over Chris Bryant. You talked
1: me out of the you talked me out of Rockies representation. The A's are the other team. There were some. Well, I'm just trying to go through mentally real quick. The A's had no representation. The Rockies had no representation. Orioles. Red a oh, no, Orioles at Adley. Reds maybe.
0: Reds had no one. Tigers had Pirates no one. Had no Royals. Royals. Tigers and Royals had no one. Tigers, I said Miggy at first, though. Um, dude, the Red Sox. Oh no, Red Sox at Devers. West no A's, East no Marlins and Nats, or no Sandy, so no Nats. Central no Reds, Votto whatever. Um, pitching staff for the Dodgers though, or for the Dodgers for the NL West. A lot of Dodgers. Urius Kershaw, Darvish, Musgrove, Zach Gallen, which leaves Logan Webb and Tony Gonsolin on the sideline. Hater close and Blake Snell. And Blake Snell. I you know what it is? It was like, okay, I have to have the two two guys I had to have, I thought were U- Urias Urius and Darvish just because they're workhorses. And Kershaw. Clay, Clayton and when can- he pitches is still a beast. Musgrove was so good in the playoffs last year that Buck embarrassed himself on national television. And Zach Gallon. And good. we love Zach Ga- And Zach Gallen <laughs> finished in the higher higher in the Cy Young voting than any of them other than Urius. That
1: is a really good team. So,
0: of all of those teams, Bryce, who would be your Bovada pick to win the World Series of the divisional race? We know it's not definitively not the Centrals. I would. Are we? Who's winning the whole thing? Who's winning the whole enchilada? NL West.
1: Yeah, with the addition of Tatis, I'm I'm going NL West. I had the AOS. Just I think the AOS has the best lineup. But you just line up the starters one through five. The NLS is better. even though like the Grom. Finish. Sorry, it's the Grom.
0: Who did you have? The Grom Castillo, Fromber, Javier,
1: and Otani. You know, I'm back on the ALS. Give me the ALS again. I'm back.
0: Moral of the story: It's a good time to be on the West Coast. Chase wins West and the East Coast. Just don't be in the middle of America. Let's just – let's just to humor ourselves. Let's just – let's pick who we would want as the manager and GM from each division. AL East, I would want Cora. Yeah. And um, honestly, give me Shapiro and Toronto. I would just take Shapiro. AL Central, I'd go Tito.
1: Terry, yeah, easy.
0: Yeah, I'd probably just go with the Guardians too. Give me Chris Ananetti from the Guardians. Yeah. A.L. West, Dusty, and uh, let's Depoto just because it would be fun. Yep. And the if the, if Click was still there, it would be Click. Yeah. Nah, The Depoto
1: would be fun. Buck and Dombrowski. Are we sure, it's Buck? Not Snicker. Snickers got a ring. Buck does not.
0: I think Snickers had more success, but. I, I, Buck might be number one of all my managers in baseball, where if you said, Who do you want? Whoa. That no
1: way is that true.
0: Buck's a culture changer. I'll do some more More. Eh, Buck or Tito.
1: For, I mean, Cora's the best manager in the game. Yeah, but they still sucked last year. They suck. That doesn't matter. Core is the best manager in baseball. Core, I, I really believe that core is the best in-game manager in baseball.
0: Central, I go Council and um, John Mozalek, I guess, from the Cardinals. That's solid. They're never bad. And then in the West, uh, I'd probably go Bob Melvin, Bob Melvin, and Eric Friedman. Yes, I know Eric Preller's Friedman? had an. I know Preller's had an off Eric, for the ages, but until Eric he, or Andrew. Eric or Andrew? Friedman? It's Andrew Friedman, Eric Neander in Tampa.
1: Okay,
0: you could see how they would be one person in my mind not
1: Farhan, on nah I, again Farhan, they had good the event. one good year but they got bounced good executives in the west and you don't want whoever the fuck is running the rockies right now uh, it might as well be me and you so thank you for humoring I me definitely
0: don't want that that was my um fun little baseball exercise for the week um and now we're going to do yours so this past week, you're confused. You're like, where are we going with this? And it's something you asked. And I build it into the notes. Do have to bring it up? I said, it's a light baseball week. We're doing a whole segment on it. Um, so country singer Morgan Wallen this week came out with a 32-song album or 36?
1: It was 36 songs. 36-song
0: 36 album. Don't don't play the single. I, that's, I was told if we play certain music on air, we run into copyright issues. That's I can't mentally deal with that right now. But there's a song on the album, and it's just called 98 Braves, right? It's called 98 Braves, and it's unbelievable. So the 98 Braves um, went 106-56, and the most wins of any Bobby Cox team. They won the NLDS 3-0 over the Cubs, and then they lost in the NLCS. We're going to circle back to that in a second. And it's interesting that this is the team that got a shout-out because when you think of the 90s Braves, they won the pennant in – I believe 91 and oh, I did this
1: exercise several times. 91 lost to the Twins. 92 lost to the Blue Jays. 95 won it all.
0: 96, 96
1: lost to the Yanks. 99 lost to the Yanks.
0: Yeah. Five pennants in that stretch, but he decided to zero in on this team. And this team, you know, they, they have some interesting players. Four All-Stars, um, Chipper Jones, Hall of Famer, Javi Lopez, Hall of Famers, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin. Um, the team that they swept, the Cubs and the NLDS, this is the Sammy Sosa year where he had 66 home runs, won the MVP. Um, Javi Lopez that year, a catcher, unbelievable year. 868 OPS, 34 home runs, 106 RBIs.
1: Probably doesn't get caught, talked enough about as a very good Royds guy. He was a lot of fun in the old baseball video games. Like MVP baseball 04, you got Javi Lopez as your catcher. You're hitting bombs.
0: Andrew that year, 31 home runs, 90 ribbies, 27 steals, and a gold glove. This Always is the, this guy's stat line is a classic like how crazy like cuz this is again peak steroid era. Andre's Galarraga the big cat didn't make the All-Star team that year. 103 runs, 44 home runs, 121 RBIs, hit 3.05 with a 991 OPS. Didn't make the All-Star team.
1: When people say I was um what am I saying?
0: Andres Galraga, steroids. Oh, this is
1: why people say steroids are sick.
0: It's unbelievable. Um, Ozzy Gian was on that team. He got into 83 games as a backup shortstop. Uh, the pitching that year Maddox, typical brilliant self, 18 and 9, 222 ERA, 0.98 whip. Clavin, 120 games, 247 ERA. Um, Smoltz, 17 and 3, 29 ERA, 172 strikeouts. Kevin Millwood, 17 and 8, 408 ERA. Denny Nagel, 16 and 11, 355 ERA um probably in discussion i would have to think for the best pitching staff of the 90s just thinking out loud here i mean you had four five starters all win 16 or more games
1: i mean, one of the the best the best rosters the uh the classic those three at the top of any rotation it's i mean then we just did a whole exercise going through divisional all-star teams i don't know if there was an, any division that had a trio like
0: Those were three first, no doubt, first ballot Hall Famers. Like, guys who cleared, I want to say Smoltz was the lowest, and he got in at, like, 85%. I'll
1: double-check that. I thought it was higher.
0: Regardless, though, you look at this team, and, again, they were pretty heavy, I would imagine, Bavada favorites in the NLCS against the Padres. Uh, They lost 4-2. That Padres team was led by Tony Gwynn, Kevin Brown, um, I think Greg Vaughn was on that team. You asked me, is that the Caminiti MVP year? No, it's not even that. Um, so again, this is this is another year where the Braves maybe didn't live up to the expectations. So I want to talk about the Braves' 14-year run in general. With 82.9%. Okay, so uh, still though, 83% or higher we're talking. Yep. Got in very comfortably. How would you define... The Braves 14-year run. So, uh, again, to paint the whole picture, from 91 to 2005, they won 14 consecutive division titles, five pennants. They had five Cy Young Awards. Uh, Maddox won two, Glavin won two, Smoltz won one. Chipper won an MVP. They had one, two, three, four. They had six baseball Hall of Famers, Maddox, Smoltz, Glavin, Chipper, Fred McGriff, and a football Hall of Famer in Deion Sanders.
1: And a Hall of Fame manager.
0: And a Hall of Fame manager. And, and the one Adams. guy
1: that I advocate for most strongly to be in the hall. Gary Sheffield. Ed Sheffield,
0: too. Towards the back end. Who are you talking about, though? Andre. Oh. Duh. But I have to ask you, though. You win one World Series title in 14 years, despite all that. It, are the Braves a dynasty? No. It, no. It, it's, it's almost like, I guess here's the comparison for you, because we're talking in recent times. Like this a 14 year division title run is unmatched in baseball and again five pennants but only one world series. Like what in your mind is more of a dynasty? Is it this 14 year run or is it the 2010s Giants who in a 5 year stretch won three world series? Like as crazy
1: as it is, the it's Giants, Giants. had those it's the, it's got to be the Giants, right? You can't be a dynasty with one. I I just think you need at least you need at least two. Like they they, they won they were the best team they were the best team in the NL for 15 years straight, but won one World Series. And, and they weren't even the team of the, the Yankees. The Yankees had two. The Yankees got the Yankees had four. Ninety
0: six, 96,
1: 98, 99. If you three in the I guess Yankees had three. Yankees during the Braves run, the Yankees had three.
0: Well, if we're doing the four, full dynasty, the,
1: Jesus Christ, I'm all over it.
0: If we're doing the full dynasty, the Yankees had four World Series and six pennants over that time frame.
1: Yeah, I mean this. You have to win. You have to win. You have to win. You have to win it all. Like if I, was, if I would love to have been a Braves fan back then. And it seems just like sick to be a Braves fan now. They're in a lot of songs.
0: And that would have been a very interesting dynamic had this 98 Braves team come through. I would have to think the most average wins for the World Series in baseball history, because it would have been the 114-win Yankees. The 106-win Braves, I, if the two teams are averaging 110 wins between the two of them, I have to think uh, nothing's ever come close to that.
1: You need – no. Because how many – how many teams win 110? We did this exercise. How many wow. teams win 106? Yeah, no. It was <laughs> – I mean, that's the World Series we should have. It's almost – it's mind-boggling that they only won one, one World Series.
0: They – they lost, I mean, they lost to the Twins, and they lost to Jack Morris. If we go year by year, they lost to Jack Morris in 97, or in 91, in an all-time Game 7. 92, they lost to the first of those great Blue Jays teams with a ton of Hall of Famers. Yeah, the
1: Blue Jays had two during this Braves run.
0: Blue Jays had two. Um, 96, they blow the 2-0 lead against the Yanks. 99. of the down. year they should have gotten the Yanks. They should have gone back to that. Ninety nine, the Yanks are a wagon. I think they the Yanks either swept them or won five. Yeah, by that point and they it never was. got back. I mean, and then you look at the you look at the National League teams. All those other years, we could just do that do this for the sake of doing it. Two thousand, you not only don't get back, but the Mets get there. Two thousand one, Johnson and Schilling, power the Diamondbacks. Two thousand two, the Giants. Two thousand three, I believe they lost to the Cubs in the NLDS. Um, and then the Cubs, in turn, lost to the Marlins, 2004 Cardinals, and then 2005 the Astros.
1: Yeah. It's, they're not a dynasty. They're probably the closest thing to a dynasty that isn't a dynasty. You know. I can live with that answer. The, the,
0: the, the theme of this show is what constitutes, a di- what constitutes a dynasty. We're going to say at least two rings, and they're the closest thing to it without being it.
1: I just, like, I mean, I think I call this Houston run a dynasty for just an easy comparison's sake. Just because Houston got that second one this year, I think this Houston run is a dynasty. They have two, and they have an additional two pennants. I, I don't I don't disagree at all. Right. That's I mean that's all the difference. That's it. You just need to get the second ring. And I I know that's a lot easier said than done. Nope. I know that's easier said than done. But uh, I highly recommend the song. The album's really really long. Have you listened to the album? No. Well, let's start with the song and then start going this one song and then just listen to the other ones. I'm trying to find that line. I don't want to misquote Morgan Wallace. I mean, there's. I've never heard anybody make this comparison to a sports team before, but it's really good. Uh, I'm not even going to try and sing it. Spare everyone that. And if the line goes, but just like that season, girl, you and me didn't end with a ring on a hand. Deep. Makes you think really makes you think. But when I say it in my voice, it sounds a lot worse than the way Morgan Wallace sings it. You could tell he was very gutted by the fact the Braves didn't win the World Series that year. Yeah, I mean, just think. What's going on with all these countries? Here? The Braves are doing a number on them. When that one girl didn't let... She didn't let Tim McGraw watch a Braves play a game all year.
0: Yeah, that's that's what happens in the South. All the, they got were able to watch all the games on the TBS Superstation.
1: The Braves because of that the Braves there are a lot of sneaky Braves fans scattered throughout the country tons are they America's team should they get the America's team label they might now that this Morgan Vaughn song is out I may be calling the Braves America's team
0: all right let's pivot from a team that's not America's team to a team that's de- or team that's decidedly not America's team and that's the Rockies but they were in the news a lot this week um and one of these is going to end with a big lull on our end so Earlier this week, uh, their young second baseman, Brendan Rodgers, he sustained more damage than expected to his shoulder capsule, and it looks like surgery is possible, which could threaten his entire 2023 season. It's so a former top prospect of 26 last year. Uh, he won a gold glove, 4.3 baseball reference war, had a 733 OPS plus. Um, again, it looks like Ryan McMahon, who was second in war last year, is going to slide over to second base. But in desperation, they signed former Red and Royal Mike Mustakis. Uh, they're going to pay him the league minimum salary, and they will be – the Reds are responsible for the rest of his $22 million he was slated to earn this year uh, because of the four-year $64 million deal that he signed during the 2019-20 offseason. They released him, so they're on the hook for that. Um, again, though, Mustakas is 34 years old, uh, and over his last two years in Cincinnati due to a heel contusion and a calf strain, 212, 2, 2, 289, 356 slash line, and 491 played appearances to start the 2021 season. I don't mind the Rockies taking the shot here, um, but my two takeaways are this. One, how depressing is it for a Rockies fan if this and the next guy we're going to talk about are your two major league free agent signings for the offseason? And two, isn't it amazing that all those Royals guys, when they went off the greener pastures outside of Lorenzo came, none of them really ever did a whole lot. Like Mustakas made the one all-star team with the Brewers. Hosmer, again, we said it last week, that was the contract that needed to be signed, I think, to get Machado, similar to like the Jason Worth contract. But those you guys really, win. they really did peak in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, no, that's a fun. I, we've done it before. That's a royal team that won the World Series and is probably not going to have a single Hall of Fame. And won two pennants. Yeah. Um, was Wade Davis all right when they got rid of him? Didn't he do all right with the Cubs for a minute? Oh, that's there. true. Wade Davis. Wade Davis was good with
0: the Cubs and even had a few decent years with the Rockies. I guess in terms of position players, their best chance for a Hall of
1: Famer is Salvi. Salvi's a classic Kansas city Royals number retired hall of famer. Kids love him forever. But
0: not that's, going. to. Court. That's their best shot. No, probably the most underwhelming certainly team to win multiple pennants, but definitely world series champ in the past 20 odds some years. Fun team though. So much fun. Brought baseball back, brought Queda.
1: old school baseball and Queda and Zobrist fun team. Uh, but on the Moustakas point, I fucking hate the next guy. So I'm actually I, I'd be pumped for the Mustafa thing because he's not the next guy.
0: Here is L O L. This is a guy that it blows our mind. This guy's been pitching 13 years. This is now his uh ninth team. Brad Hand, one year one and a half million dollar deal with the Rockies. Um, they have a seven million dollar club option for next year. Hand had a four seven six ERA in the postseason last year for the Phillies. Somehow had a two eight ERA over 45 regular season innings. Um His Sierra though was 4.51 and his X fit was 4.9, which means a lot of regression is going to be needed. He had a subpar strikeout and walk rate. He had a lot of positive regression um, and he did do a good job limiting hard contact. Brad hand is one of those guys that every team you and I, every time you and I seem to watch him pitch, he gives up home runs and does nothing. Um, So him and Coors field as a lefty with the long ball is going to be hilarious. So here is my next Bavada odds question for you over under 25 home runs Brad Hand gives up as a relief pitcher in Colorado this year.
1: Over Brad Hand fucking stinks. I, he stinks. He's a skunk. We sat at a stump and thought the stump sunk. Stunk, but he stunk. Thought that fucking Brad Hand stunk. He sucks. He's he's infuriatingly bad. And every time I do fantasy baseball, for whatever fucking reason, these Yahoo people, ESPN people, they try and project Brad Hand to be a solid closer and. I take the trap. I I take the bait every time after time. I roster this Brad and guy. And all he does is give up homers. I can distinctly remember my NLCS prediction was a Philadelphia Phillies sweep. And then I had to correct myself and say, Phillies in five, Brad Hand's going to cost them a game. And who cost them the one game? Brad fucking hand. He's like, I don't know who Brad Hand's agent is, but I need that guy to work for me. Because if he could keep getting Brad Hand work, he should probably be able to get me some sort of job. Right? It's really like, – like, I get it. Like he He's a big league player, but I'm not sure why. I'm really not sure why he's still in the league. If anybody performed as poorly at their job as Brad Hand does as a Major League Baseball relief pitcher, they would be fired almost before they got to work. They – it's team after team, year after year. You put him in a game and he's just bad at it. He does this thing where I if I had to guess, my guess is that GMs across the league aren't watching other games because Brad Hand is like a frequent, he's a really bad, he's a fervent violator of the old. You put Brand, you bring Brad Hand in with runners on base. He's those runners are coming in. He may get out of the inning without giving up an earned run on his own, but the runners on base will score, and that will fuck your team. You will lose games because Brad Hand's watching these runs go in. But his ERA is relatively unscathed as a result. So my guess is that, I mean, I, this, is it a shock to you that the Rockies' gym isn't watching baseball games?
0: No. If anything, it makes the signing make a little
1: bit more sense. Yeah, I think I just talked about Okay, so now I'm starting to see it. I, I had to talk it out. It crystallized in my head why Brad Hand still has a job. I'm trying to I'm think. out is not my
0: team. I'm trying to think of anything, um, and I have nothing to say other than I applaud you for a rant. Well done.
1: It's just time after time. I'm like, I'm sick of the Brad Hand shit. Bavada, I, I'm gonna. You gotta lower your Rockies win total down.
0: So if we did a reverse draft of Major League Relief pitchers, um, I would be picking Brad Hand first for you. Sick. Who would you be picking Wait, No, first? the
1: opposite is sick.
0: <laughs> Correct. Who would you be picking first for me? If I gave you Brad Hand, who are you sticking me with?
1: Um, honestly, if you stick me with Brad Hand, I'd probably throw a fit and walk out the room.
0: Pouting works.
1: Pouting? This one time. Who else, like, really... I honestly don't think there's anyone close. I like for you, I may give you Chapman, because I know how much you just hate Chapman.
0: Chapman is certainly a good choice. Um, another good choice for me if you want to go recent Yankees. If you've ever seen me watch when he comes in or just watched me, uh Zach Britton would be another good choice.
1: I feel like Britton's like still pretty good. Chapman does the Chapman where his hand gets away with it because he gives up other people's runs. Chapman just gives up the Brutal, high leverage homer. They're not only home runs;
0: they are the worst possible home runs. Yes,
1: yeah. And he doesn't give a shit about it. Yeah. Well, did you? He, by the I, way, did you see a picture of Chapman in a Royals jersey? Yeah, he looks massive. It is just like that's going to be a great. And there's Twitter accounts that have athletes in random jerseys. The rolled Chapman, Kansas City Royals pick. That is, that's just like that is weird looking. Yes.
0: Let's talk about another relief pitcher who's actually been pretty solid of late. He signed a one-year deal with the Rangers. Uh, and To me, this actually wraps up what's been a very good offseason for the Rangers. Uh, Will Smith, one-year deal. Uh, after spending the later portion of the season last year with the World Series champion Astros, he now joins the Lone Star State's other team. The Braves traded him uh, to Houston at the trade deadline in the 3 2 over 22 innings with the Astros. Didn't pitch in the postseason, but still earned his second consecutive win uh, ring. Uh, I Bo- love that. Bochi was his manager with the Giants from 2016 to 19, um, and again for a team that's looking to get over the hump a bit and get to the postseason, you not only signed a lefty, but you signed a guy with a bevy of postseason experience between the Giants, the Braves, and the Astros. He's won two rings, and again, if you could have had Will Smith for the same price as Brad Hand, I think we both know who we would have chose.
1: It's never Brad Hand. I think it's. I'd have to do some more research on it. I love when players win consecutive rings on different offhand guys who I can think of. Yeah. Hinsky did it. I think
0: Hinsky did it. No. No, Hinsky made it three times, but one, two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Zobris definitely did it. Zobris did. PV. PV. Didn't Jock do it? Jock just did it. I was going to say Solaire, but Solaire did not. So let it Um, I mean that's a good that's a good trio right there. It's fun. It's a fun trio. PV's cool. Yeah, PB's still got his duck boat.
1: And cable car? I think he's got it all. Yeah, good thing you didn't win with Mets or Yanks, because uh you have to have a subway car too. Yeah, you need a much bigger backyard, I would think, for that.
0: Much smellier. We reported a couple of weeks ago about the news that Mike Clevenger was under investigation from the league for allegations of domestic violence and child abuse. Uh, Major League Baseball announced the results of that investigation today and said Clevenger will not face any suspension or other discipline from the league. Leake said the comprehensive investigation included interviews of more than 15 individuals in addition to Mr. Clevenger and the complainant. It was a review of available documents such as thousands of electronic communication records. The Office of the Commissioner is closest to the investigation and bearing the receipt of any new information of evidence. The Office of the Commissioner will not be imposing discipline on Mr. Clevenger in connection with these allegations. Part of his path forward, Mr. Clevenger has voluntarily agreed to submit to evaluations by the Joint Treatment Boards under the collectively bargained policies and to comply with any of the board's recommendations. MLB will continue to make support services available to Mr. Clevenger, his family, and other divisions individuals involved in the investigation and again the investigation was ongoing since last summer as olivia finestead the mother of clevenger's 10-month child told the athletic um that there were two incidents where clevenger was accused of choking her um and another where he slapped her and through used chewing tobacco at their child i think this is one more and again we don't know any of the evidence and you're innocent and proven guilty and this is proof of that but i, I don't know i think major league baseball fumbled the bag a bit here I, it's it's you want to give a guy benefit of the doubt, but Clevenger has also never really done anything to give me benefit of the doubt. He got thrown out during the COVID season. He's best friends with Trevor Bauer, which again, you're not always who your best friends are, but certainly doesn't help your case from an optics standpoint. Um, I don't know. I guess the White Sox have to be
1: relieved. That's a silver lining. The, the White Sox have to suspend him. White Sox just take it on themselves. First, it's a starting pitcher. You give him a 15-game suspension... Strictly to get for optics. You get the optics of suspending your guy, teach him a lesson. Like, you can't – these allegations are bad, and they came from his family. Like, at least put him in some sort of, like – maybe all leagues need it. Maybe all, need, all leagues need to develop, like, like a behavioral – like, some sort of behavioral school, like, all right? They need to do something to curb this sort of behavior – just like human, as a human being, it's disgusting. You can't do it. Anything like this. These allegations, I'm assuming, didn't come from nowhere. So they should have done something more. The league should have done more. The league also has the ultimate authority on this. They can put them on the commissioner's exempt list.
0: Here's my take, though. The White Sox aren't going to do a thing because this has been going on through last summer, and they still signed them. And, and again, I'm sure the commissioner and his office didn't lay out the full stakes of the investigation, but there's no way the White Sox didn't know anything.
1: No, this is bad luck. Uh, Maybe I'm uh, naive to think that, but. This is bad. This was, a, this is, this was bad. And I, I do like what, I haven't formalized that idea. But just to go another, like, like the Grizzlies suspended John Moran right away. Instantly. But John Moran's way more valuable to the Grizzlies than Mike Clevander is to the White Sox. And I know it's like, they're different things. It's not, I can't, it's not, they're not the same offense, but there's a chance that John Moran just had it. We don't know. I'm not even going to say, but like, the John Moran thing, there's a lot to be discovered or uncovered there. And the Grizzlies actually quickly sent him away two games for an indefinite.
0: Life's all about um, optics. And you want to talk about more bad optics Five years after Major League Baseball's lobbyists succeeded in passing a controversial bill exempting minor league baseball players from federal wage law, the league is again lobbying for changes, this time at the state level, uh, with the Athletic reporting that uh, in Florida, Major League Baseball supporting legislation to exclude baseball players from the state's minimum wage law. The league has also undertaken related efforts in Texas and Arizona. Why? Why? I just don't get it. Just pay them what they're worth. Pay them the minimum wage.
1: They're not worth minimum wage, but pay them at minimum the minimum wage. Yes, pay them at minimum the minimum wage. Correct. Fucking what's it called? Fucking Florida needs to go. That's all I got. That's I, I just this
0: shit is just so aggravating to me.
1: Florida's bad. Florida sucks, man. Like Florida Florida's like Florida I would say what are your like political bovada question for you. Sure. Higher are the odds better that Texas will vote for a Democratic presidential candidate or Florida? Who's voting blue first?
0: A presidential candidate? Yep. Texas only because you have Austin in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, and in addition, with Beto, you've had some not like huge national Democratic candidates come out, but people at least in the media. Florida, I feel like between—is um, it Rick Scott, the governor?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, between him and then DeSantis, uh, Marco Rubio before that, I, there it's just like nothing but huge Republicans.
1: Yeah, growing up, Florida was always considered a swing state. I Texas seems way more of a swing state to me. Florida's Florida's Florida lost Miami. Miami swung red. And yeah, that was, was always the saving <laughs> grace with Florida. If you go I was all the gonna say, way, back. Texas at least now it seems does still have some big liberal hotspots. I don't think Florida has any. The Austin's very blue, and Texas. I don't know how blue Fort Worth is. They did a. There was a president shot in the Fort Worth area at one time or another, and he was Democratic. But even his running mate was a Democrat from the blue from Texas. Correct. They were just trying to get their guy in. That's how blue Texas is.
0: My favorite president, Lyndon Baines. No, Lyndon, big eared motherfucker, but uh, a good guy. My favorite part about LBJ is to fuck with people. He used to have them come into his office and he'd just be shitting with the door open.
1: Oh, that's, 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 that's just like some good old fashioned Lyndon Baines humor.
0: And like a lot of good civil rights stuff. And we just won't talk that about that. That would it. probably,
1: that wasn't as humorous, but was And we
0: just won't talk about the Vietnam war and we'll move on to our next topic of miscellaneous moves. Um, Padres minor league deal with Rubenet dor uh, dating back to 2019, he's at 201, 274, 398. Um, last year, his strikeout rate dropped to 23.1%, but he also had 13 home runs, his lowest total since the 2019 season. um, Jackie Bradley Jr. signed a minorly deal with the Royals with an invitation to spring training. 33-year-old is still great defensively. Career tallies of 74 defensive runs saved. Uh, Last year, the glove was was as good as ever. Um, But between the Red Sox and the Blue Jays last year, um, he had 203, 255, 311, 56 WRC+. And Trevor Rosenthal signed a minor league deal with the Royals uh, with an invitation to big league spring training uh, It's a second state in Detroit. He made 10 appearances for the team in 2019 injuries have kept him out the past two MLB seasons, but in 2020 for the Royals and Padres, you know, one nine ERA across 22 and a third innings. Then he had thoracic outlet syndrome, uh, which knocked him out for 2021. Uh, the Giants signed up for 2022, but he's flipped to the Brewers. Uh, and then he had a lat injury that ended his 2022 season there. Um, of these three players, Bryce, who do you think has the best Bovada odds uh,
1: of making the team opening day? I'll be honest. I started, uh, once you start talking about Jackie Bradley Jr., I was like, oh, this is these guys aren't very good, are they? So I did do some research on it, an earlier discussion topic. You want me to quiz you on it? I have the list of players to win back-to-back World Series team. All right, I'm those- going to go
0: with of those three. Then to answer my own question, Trevor Rosenthal, if he's healthy, the Tigers' bullpen is then.
1: Yes, was.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, can you give me?
1: Can you give me the years? I don't think. I don't think that's going to help me one get the players that much. No. One of the we mentioned one of the players. Then there's a bunch from like the 40s, 60s. We got there are. There are only nine. Well, we mentioned Zobrist. Yeah, there we mentioned you know, Jock. it was Jock Zobrist PV, and then there was one person that was on the twenty eleven Cardinals and the twenty twelve Giants.
0: I'm gonna guess it's an infielder. Yes. It's, okay, so it's not Scudero.
1: No, but it's like Scudero. But I guess you knew that because you said it.
0: Um. It's not um, – oh, my God. Um, I think you're thinking of him. Is it the guy – he played for the Pirates. He won a batting title. No. It's not Freddie Sanchez. Not Freddie Sanchez. It's not for call. Not for call.
1: It's not Eckstein. <laughs> yeah, oh, think Eckstein. But, like, five years later than time.
0: So, short middle infielder?
1: Short white middle infielder. Yep. I don't know. Ryan Terrio. Oh, uh, I would not have gotten that. I'm fine. This next it. one you should get. He did it in the 90s. But not on. he was not on the Braves. He beat the Braves twice, and we mentioned him on the podcast.
0: He beat the Braves twice. So he, he did was it. was two of the teams that beat the Braves. But so 91-92? Na- a- so yeah. Jack Morris? Yeah. I'm going to just go for a random name from the older ones. Is Johnny Mize on there?
1: Uh, no, he's not. I've honestly, I don't think I've ever heard of any of these guys. You want me up, uh, but to their credit, we don't get to mention them very often. Don Gullett on the 76 red 77 Yanks. Bill Scowron on the 62 Yanks, 63 Dodgers. Moose scour Clem Labine on the 59 Dodgers and 60 pirates. Clem, he used to cook the food at Scatico, of course. And uh Allie Clark on the 47 Yanks and 48 team formerly known as the Cleveland Indians. Yep, all right.
0: I wouldn't have gotten that. Good questions.
1: That's a fun one.
0: Um, okay. So injuries. Vlad oh, yeah, Jr. Vlad Jr. out for the WBC. Uh he's got some right knee soreness while running the bases, and an MRI revealed minor inflammation, but no structural damage. Uh, we'll hold off on the WC preview in a bit, but DR's had a lot of guys drop.
1: I'm kind of loving Team America. I think I got sold on the dark horse, whatever team Acuna is on, best way line. Is Miggy playing too for them? I hope not, because that would make my pick look a lot worse. All
0: right, while well, you look that up, Jose Quintana the Mets injuries are starting, small stress factor in his fifth rib on the left side. Uh, he left his spring training outing yesterday with a side tightness later announced he was drawing with yeah, the drum- WC. Um, He's leaving camp, heading to New York for further imaging. See Suzuki highly likely to start the year with an oblique injury on the left side and Philly's top prospect, Andrew Painter, over the t- arguably the top prospect in all baseball uh, reported feeling tenderness in his elbow and has been sent for testing. Uh, again, the Phillies wanted to give this guy the fifth spot over spring training and fall went well, alas, he's hurt. Um, So we'll see what happens. Hopefully that's just nothing but a little other than a minor little, you know, inflammation because this is a guy I'd love to see in the big leagues. Fans want to see in the big leagues. And um, I would love to draft this keeper in fantasy. So there's that.
1: He's now on my radar.
0: Yeah, it's okay. I'll I'll give you some there. Uh, Moving along to some miscellaneous news. Um, We had our first no hitter of the year. Wait, Chase. I don't, was Gavin Lux this week or last week?
1: We talked about him last week. Okay, good. Yeah, super torn ACL.
0: Yeah, no, that videos.
1: It's not that video is not aging particularly well either. That's like a bummer. No. First no hitter of the year, uh, Cubs
0: a 4-0 no-hitter Friday at San Diego Spring Training Stadium. Uh, 4-0 victory at Peroria Stadium. Seven Cubs pitchers combined for the no-hitter. It's the first spring training no-hitter since March twenty fourth, 2017. Justin Steele fired two perfect innings, needing 18 pitches for six outs. Javier Assad followed with two hitless frames of his own. And Brad Boxberger, Adbert Alzole, Jeremiah Estrada, and Cam Sanders each then threw one scoreless frame apiece, and Nick Birdie finished off the first no-hitter in a ninth. What does this mean? Absolutely fucking nothing.
1: But it's a no-hitter. Yeah. It's, uh, good for Boxberger. That that name, that name is familiar.
0: Yeah. Good for the Cubs. I'm telling you, I'm all in on this Cubs team. You're all in on the Cubs team. I'm I'm all in on the Cubs. First, they throw out all their good players on opening day. And uh now they go and do this. So there you go. Opening day of spring training, not if they don't throw out their best players opening day, opening day, then we got big problems and uh, I need to reevaluate my stance.
1: (laughs) They're just saving it for the second half. They're trying to do the whole Marcus Simeon thing, but make it a team wide.
0: I hope not. I really hope not. Max Scherzer had a good little back and forth with some umpires this week. Um, he theorized the new pitch clock would allow pitchers to dictate the pace of games. Um, he raced too fast, even for the pitch timer Friday um, against the Washington nationals. At one point, he started throwing a pitch to Victor Robles. The moment played umpire, Jeremy Riggs reset the clock and he was called for a balk. Scherzer said he calls time. I come said, I get the green light. I thought that was a clean pitch. He said, no. Oh, turns out uh, I'm playing a Jordan Alvarez home run clip in the background, looking up the box score. Sure, that was a depressing one for me. Um, he said we have to figure out where the limit is. And again, you have 30 seconds to resume play between batters. Uh pitchers have 15 seconds to deliver the ball with nobody on, 20 seconds with a base runner. Some pitchers have adjusted very well to this. Wandy had an at bat so effective Thursday for the Yanks. They had a three pitch strikeout in 20 seconds. Uh, with two on and two strikes against Riley Adams in the third inning. Scherzer froze in the set position and let the clock pitch clock tuck down to seven to make Adams call a timeout. And then he became set as the 22nd clock started. And when Adams came into the box at 11 seconds, he immediately delivered uh, getting a swinging strike on a 96 mile per hour fastball. I bring this up because Max Scherzer is one of the most cerebral pitchers in baseball. And my question, my question is how many pitchers do you think, and I don't think Scherzer did anything wrong here. I actually think he's right. Um, But how often do you think pitchers, especially early on are going to test the limits and umpires for the sake of, I'm going to use the expression, not being shown up because of how umpires are Um, we'll call it against the pitcher, even though what they're doing is very much within the the land frame the land frame that's not a word, the layout of these new rules.
1: This, uh, I'm not surprised that Scherzer did this. I get the polite term for what he did is games, but it he just like what the way you describe it, I think you're right. Seems like Scherzer just. I like made the most of it. What Scherzer did is the intent of the pitch box. That's why it's there. Yeah. So Is it a surprise that Scherzer is the first pitcher to try and move like this? Not at all. He was probably the Bavada favorite for the first one. He almost said as much that he's trying to get an advantage out of this, which is what you want. You want your ace to do that. You want your best players to just take advantage of the game any way they can. And I'm sure he keeps doing this. Something tells me this won't be the last time Scherzer tries it. So
0: along those rules, along those lines, defensively, we had the Red Sox uh, try to take advantage of the rules effectively. We saw a Rover for the first time uh, against Joey Gallo, an extreme pull hitter. They moved their left fielder to center field. They moved the center fielder to in between first and second base, and then the right fielder played right field. That's totally allowed. Just get the fucking hit the ball to hit the ball the other way, and it's a triple. That's why everyone's making such a big deal. The rover, the rover, the rover. It's like if he taps one down the line it's an extra base hit every single time. So let's, let's stop. These are professional baseball players. If you get paid again,
1: if you get paid that much money, you can hit the ball there. We're not even asking you to hit the ball, all 360 degrees. It's like, just use the other, use the other six, just use 60 extra degrees, hit the ball the other fucking way. man. not that hard.
0: Nope, not at all. All
1: Right. It's hard for me, but again, that's not my profession.
0: We are not professional baseball players. Um, Shout out to the university of Washington who scored 32 runs, um, against northern Colorado this weekend in a 32 7 victory. This was on Friday. They put up 21 runs in the first two innings. Uh, they had 19 hits in the game, 15 walks, eight hits, batsmen scored
1: 11 runners in the first. I've been in some softball blowouts on both ends of it. It's a lot of fun to be on the team that uh, is scoring all the runs, and depending on your mindset and like the, the importance of the game. You can kind of have fun laughing at yourself. I'd imagine in a D one college baseball game, you are not having fun getting your ass kicked.
0: No, you are. You are definitely not having a good time at that point. Quick tribute. Um, want to pay tribute to longtime Tampa Bay Rays video and uh, radio broadcaster Dave Willis. He passed away yesterday at the age of fifty eight. He had been the voice of the race since two thousand five, teaming with partner Andy Freed to work in alternating play by play color roles in the last eighteen seasons. Um, He also had pre and post game duties for Notre Dame football and basketball, as well as white Sox, baseball Um, tribute to him thoughts are with his family and the race community there, especially this close to the season world baseball classic starts this week. Um, And I've highlighted some games to watch and some records that I want to know if you think have a chance to be broken Um, Tuesday night, we got Cuba versus the Netherlands Thursday, you have China and Japan uh, as well as Cuba and Panama Friday, Japan and Korea. Saturday, Colombia, Mexico, uh, Dominican Republic, and Venezuela. And then Sunday, USA, Mexico, Puerto Rico, and Venezuela. Uh, which of those games are you looking forward to the most?
1: I mean, I'm all in on the Venezuela
0: game. So you're thinking Dominican-Venezuela, that's your game to watch this week.
1: I mean, Dominican, even with Dominican's roster is still, even without Gladier, they're still that's an incredible roster. That's a lot of talent in one team. And I do think there's some value in the Venezuela long shot. So, yeah. So, I'm very, very, very
0: excited for the USA game, obviously. But in terms of game I'm anticipating the most, Japan-Korea. Because uh, that is going to be an unbelievably well-played fundamental baseball game, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: that Well, Japan and Korea – Outside of the MLB, are those the two top baseball leagues in the world? Yes. So, you get, even without the major league talent, you still have a lot of high-end professional talent. Oh, that's a good call. Here's some World Baseball
0: Classic records, and you let me know if you think any of these might fall this, uh, this World Baseball Classic. Ready? Ready. In '06, Griffey set the record with seven RBIs in a game. Don't see that happening.
1: I I I don't I, I wouldn't confidently predict it, but you give me decent enough odds on it, yeah, I'll take it and just hope one guy's a monster day. In 2009, Ubaldo
0: Jimenez set the record against the Netherlands with 10 strikeouts. I could see that maybe happening in the championship round. Otherwise, I just don't think pitchers will go far enough.
1: That was 2010 or 2009? 2009. 2009. Was that the year Ubaldo started out red hot or was that 2010? I think it was 2010. I do too. But um, who doesn't love you, Baldo Jimenez? Seven saves in one classic Fernando Rodney. I don't think anyone's touching that. That one's no, that one's pretty easy. any sort of like any of the individual game records are on the same umbrella. Like, one guy gets red hot and anything can happen.
0: Then you're gonna love this one. Young Chi Chen in China for in 06 had four extra base hits in one game.
1: I'd be more confident betting on the seven RBIs. But I guess, you know what? It would be eight RBIs, and I think eight RBIs is a lot more likely than five extra. To break that record, you need five.
0: Yep. Shohei today, uh, they had an exhibition game for Team Japan. It was his first appearance for Team Japan since November 2016. He homered from a knee.
1: Strike someone out from a knee. Then I'll be impressed.
0: All right. tweets of the week. I got a few Uh, from Jason Stark. Weekend of spring games. Here's the pitch clock update. Average game 238 down from three hours last year. Yeah, I feel like spring training games will be longer anyway. Yes. Um, This is about uh, Miguel Vargas, uh, Dodgers prospect. He's hurt, so he can't swing the bat, but he is playing the field. Uh, He's the Dodgers' number three prospect. His first eight at-bats, he had four walks. Can't swing the bat. And it almost makes me wonder if you should have a guy who just goes up and not swing the bat for a bit, because as easy as it is to say, just throw strikes in a lot of ways, that's when it is the hardest for pitchers. And I know that
1: sounds dumb, but you're in your own head. You're you're wrong. These, these pitchers should just be grooving fastballs down the middle unless he's busy bunting. No, he's literally not swinging.
0: Then that's fucking pathetic. From baseball history, not when Jamie Moyer retired, he had faced 8.9% of all major league hitters ever. So a lot of hitters. Jamie played a long time. And this is from Jeff Passan. I haven't heard the full quote, but it was on a podcast. I don't even know what year it was. But let this was a proposed trade that almost went through between the Yankees and the Braves. The Yankees would have acquired Jason Hayward, Andrelton Simmons, BJ Upton, Chris Johnson, and David Carpenter. For Manny Banwellios, Ian Clarkin, Gary, Seve, and Judge.
1: See, I was about to say we probably should have done that, and then you added Seve and Judge. Yeah, I was saving the best for last. Good storytelling, right? Yeah. All
0: right. Any concluding thoughts for this week's podcast? I will go real quick with uh, a shout-out to the UCLA Bruins beating Arizona this weekend. Right now we're on the one-seed line. Pac-12 tournament this week. Looking forward to that. And um, interested to see what the New York Giants do with Daniel Jones. The franchise tag deadline is tomorrow. And shout-out to the New York Knicks.
1: To you, uh, well, since you got every other sport, a big ups to the XFL. That is a fun. That uh, the DC Defenders game on Sunday. That is a good environment. If you're a sportsman, um, just get try and find your way to the XFL because there is a lot of room for shenanigans at the XFL. Did you take
0: part in a cup snake?
1: We did not take part in the cup snake, or the I believe it's called a beer snake. Uh, we did not take part in that. The other thing that we were really, like, we were underprepared for, and we know for next time. So in the DC defenders games, when the opponent scores, the fans started throwing lemons on the field. And then when the defenders scored, the fans started throwing lemons on the field. So there were several, we want lemons chance throughout the arena. At one point it got so bad with the lemon throwing that the XF there was on the jumbo John, there was a huge PSA that said fans that throw lemons on the field will be ejected and are possibly subject to arrest. All right. I'm glad you didn't. So under that logic, I will not be throwing lemons on the field, but it looked like fun. One of the players on St. Louis picked up a lemon and chucked it back real hard in the stands. I
0: guess this is an example that not at all times when life gives you lemons, sometimes you can't make lemonade. You have to throw the lemon on the field.
1: Yeah, I mean it was pretty, again, that's sort of that's the sort of environment you have at the XFL. I am yet to declare a fandom, which is why I bought the XFL only sweatshirt. You're like Rob Lowe wearing the black NFL hat. I a, there were two other people in the entire stadium that bought this sweatshirt instead of a defenders thing. And anytime we pass each other, we would just go XFL.
0: And on that note, with the vision in your mind of my co-host and Rob Lowe being the same person. With Bryce Holden, my name is Chase Minorski. This is the Underdog Sports Baseball Show. Have a great week.